Lecture topic: Understanding and loving the Sunnah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadhi al-nadin as-tafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من أحب سنتي فقد أحبني ومن أحبني كان معي في الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم موسیقی The one who brings alive my sunnah, then he has loved me. So this is one sign of the love for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and a very clear sign and a very fundamental sign that the person who has love for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, then he will have love for his Mubarak sunnah as well, and he will. try to bring alive the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The word Sunnah is very commonly used, very commonly spoken, very commonly heard. We have spoken about it repeatedly, we have mentioned it some way or the other. But what is the actual concept of Sunnah is sometimes misunderstood. The word Sunnah that is mentioned in the ahadith that is mentioned in this particular hadith of Rasulullah that we just discussed the meaning of this is the way of life of Rasulullah we somehow misunderstand sunnah to mean some things in a very confined manner whereas sunnah is not confined to any one or two things It is the entire way of life. Sunnah at-tariqatul masluka. The manner of life. The manner in which Rasulullah lived his Mubarak life. Now in this aspect of the Mubarak life of Rasulullah and how he lived his life, what was his way of life? So part of the way of life of Rasulullah was that he never ever left out anything that is fard, anything that is compulsory. That is a fundamental part of his sunnah, of his Mubarak way of life. So now if a person is missing out a fard action, then he has missed out the Mubarak way of life in a very fundamental matter. Something which Rasulullah never ever did and never ever tolerated also. That a fard be missed out. Nabi Sallallahu never ever left out any wajib. That is part of his sunnah, his way of life. 
Rasulullah never ever committed anything haram or anything makroo for that matter also. This is part of his sunnah, his Mubarak way of life. So if a person, mashallah, is fulfilling some aspects of sunnah, so very good, excellent, but if at the same time he is doing something haram also, then he is going against the sunnah in a very fundamental aspect. And Rasulullah's declaration in this Mubarak Hadith Sharif is Man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani wa man ahabbani kana ma'i fil jannah The one who loves my way of life my way of life in fulfilling the faraiz also my way of life in fulfilling whatever is wajib my way of life in never coming close to anything haram my way of life in never harming anybody. My way of life, even in then all the other aspects of life. My way of life in my attire and appearance. My way of life in how I eat and drink. My way of life in how I deal with my family. How I interact with people around me. How I treat my wives, my children. How I live with people in general. My way of life in terms of my dealings. My way of life in terms of my akhlaq and character. So, man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani. The one who loves my sunnah, meaning the one who loves my way of life. In all these aspects, and in every aspect of life. Not just confined to one or two things. The one who loves my way of life, then he has loved me. And the one who loves me, it is all, who loves my way of life, is only because of his muhabbat for me. It cannot be for any other reason. If a person has adopted the Mubarak way of life of Rasulullah in all these facets of life, whether in terms of ibadat, in muamalat, and how he dealt with in his dealings, in his social life, in his akhlaq and character, why would he adopt it? For what reason would he adopt this? other than the love for Rasulullah And if he left this out to adopt something else, in place of the way of Rasulullah then why would he adopt that other than because of some attraction in that, Na'uzubillah, against the attraction in the life of Rasulullah So this is that very important aspect that we have to understand with regards to the Sunnah. And in this Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Man ahabba sunnati aw fi riwayatin man ahya sunnati The one who loves my sunnah and in the other narration the one who brings alive my sunnah. My way of life. My way of life at home, in his business, in his personal self, in the masjid, wherever. Then he has loved me and the one who loves me will be with me in Jannah. The prescription to be with Rasulullah is to love his Mubarak sunnah. And to live his Mubarak Sunnah. And to make an effort to bring alive his Mubarak Sunnah. And what is the Mubarak Sunnah? His Mubarak way of life. Now just to get a few glimpses of certain very important aspects of this Mubarak way of life, which generally is something far away from our minds. In the final illness of Rasulullah it was 
a very, very, at a time when Nabi Sallallahu was extremely ill, Al-Fadl ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, I came to Rasulullah Sallallahu he had a very severe fever at that time. And he had tied a cloth around his head very tightly because of the severe headache to try and bring some relief from that severe headache. Nabi Karim Sallallahu had tied this cloth very tightly around his Mubarak head. And in this condition, Nabi Karim Sallallahu said to Fadl ibn Abbas hold my hand because he needed support to walk. And with the support of Fadl ibn Abbas Nabi Karim came into the masjid. And then he came to the member. And then gathered the Sahaba Ikram and addressed them. Now, we're talking about his Mubarak Sunnah. His Mubarak Sunnah is in all facets of life. His way of life. And now on this occasion, in this very difficult situation, when he is so ill and needed support to walk as well, with the severe headache, with the severe fever, Nabi Karim comes into the masjid, gathers the Sahaba Ikram, then addresses them, and he says, it is very important to fulfill all the rights. It's time to fulfill the rights. The Nabi Islam is addressing who? He is the masoom Nabi of Allah Taala, Sinless. And he's addressing his ummatis. Addressing those who were prepared to give their lives for him. And sacrifice everything for him. He's addressing them and saying, that look, Lord, إِن كُنْتُ جَلَدْتُ زَهْرًا لِأَحَدٍ زَهْرًا فَهَذَا ظَهْرِي فَلْيَسْتَقِدْ مِنْهُ If I had lashed anybody's back, look, there's my back available now. You take revenge now. Subhanallah, can we imagine that scene? Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, He is presenting Himself to His Ummatis. If I hurt somebody, please take revenge now. وَمَنْ كُنْتُ شَتَمْتُ لَهُ عِرْضًا if I had defiled somebody's honor, I cursed somebody, I said something harshly to somebody, then here I am standing in front of you, take revenge now. And If I had ever taken anybody's wealth, any scent of anybody's wealth, so to say, then please, there's my, whatever I have possessions available, you take your revenge, meaning take your right now. And then Nabi Salaam goes further to say, وَلَا يَقُولَنَّ رَجُلٌ إِنِّي أَخْشَ الشَّحْنَاءَ مِنْ قِبَلِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم. Let not anybody ever say that I'm afraid that Nabi Salaam would then have some ill feeling towards me. That now I stood up in the front of this gathering and I claimed some right. Or I said that yes, I want to take revenge. Don't let ever anybody think in that manner. Allah inna shahna alaysat min tabi'ati wala min sha'ni. Harboring any malice, having any ill feeling towards anybody, this is not my nature. And neither does this behove of me. So if somebody has a right, claim it now. Claim this right now. Because I will hold no ill, have no ill feeling for anybody. And rather, the person who will be most beloved to me would be the one who has taken his rights. Oh, he has freed me from it, meaning forgiven me for it. So that I can meet Allah Taala when I am in a condition that I am totally clean and pure from the rights of any people also.
Now this is a sunnah, the way of life of Rasulullah To start off with, he never harmed anybody's rights in any way. Never took anybody's rights. But despite the fact that he had taken nobody's rights, despite the fact that he had harmed nobody's honor, he had never ever sworn at anyone. مَا Neither was he by nature vulgar, nor was he deliberately vulgar. He never spoke a vulgar word in his Mubarak life. His Mubarak tongue never spoke any obscenity, never cursed anybody. Despite all this, Nabi Islam is still concerned, he's showing us the way, that this is his Mubarak way. This is his Sunnah. What is his Sunnah? That have no rights of people over us, that we have fulfilled everybody's rights. مَنْ أَحَبَّ سُنَّتِي فَقَدْ أَحَبَّنِي Nabi Islam says, the one who loves my way of life, my way of life including this as well, a very fundamental aspect of his Mubarak way of life, that he has loved me. مَنْ أَحَبَّنِي كَانَ مَعِي فِي الْجَنَّةِ Nabi Karim said this, gave this khutbah, he said, look, I'm not even going to suffice on saying this once. After a while, he got down from the member, performed the Zuhr Salah. This was in the last Mubarak days of his Mubarak life. After the Zuhar Salah, Nabi Karim ascended the mimbar again. And then he repeated the entire advice again. That look, I am available. Anyone so to take any revenge, take it now. But this was the lesson that he left for us. This was his legacy. This was part of his Mubarak Sunnah. Not to harm anybody's rights. Not to harm anybody's honor. Not to hurt anybody. To be clean with regards to the rights of people as well. This is in terms of rights of people, the greatest right of Allah Ta'ala after Iman is Salah. What was the Sunnah of Rasulullah in this regard, in his Mubarak life, in his last final days? Anas radiallahu ta'ala says, Kana akhiru wasiyati Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as-salah, as-salah, marratain, wa ma malakat imanukum. The very last wasiyat, when a person is passing away, there's some wasiyat sometimes he gives, very last words, parting words, which is now taken very dearly, because this is the parting words of somebody. Parting words of somebody's parents, they hold it dear to themselves. My father's last words, he told me, please make sure you do this. How can I ever not do it? Allah forbid sometimes what that father said in his, well, lack of knowledge or whatever, was not even correct. But that person feels it is obligation. I must go ahead and do it. Where it's not permissible to do something that's incorrect. But my father's last words, my mother's last words, can we imagine my Nabi's last words? My Nabi's last words, Man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani. Nabi Islam says, the one who loves my way of life, he loves me. And the one who loves me will, love, will be with me in Jannah. Our Nabi Kareem Islam's last words, Anas al-Diyan says, As-salah, not one time, two times. Be conscious of your salah. Be conscious of your salah. And then he also said, وَمَا مَلَكَتَ imanukum," And your treatment of your slaves, those who are your subordinates, those who are under you, be conscious about how you treat them. Don't treat them like you. Just have no, they have no rights, or they are not insan, or you can just trample over them, and trample over their rights. No, no, beware, the day of Qiyamah is coming. But in these last moments, and as Anasad Nano further says, Nabi Karim Sassam continued repeating this. He continued repeating it and continued repeating it until the words weren't coming out from his Mubarak tongue. But we could hear this gurgling in his Mubarak heart. 
that this is still that sound coming from his chest. As-salah wa ma malakat This was his Mubarak Sunnah. And in his last days, the last Salah that Nabi Kareem performed in the Masjid was the Maghrib Salah on the Friday before his... He passed away on the Monday. That Friday was the last Salah that he performed in the Masjid as the Imam. The time of Isha came, Nabi Kareem was extremely ill. While later he asked that, has the, has the Salah already been performed? Said Aisha radiallahu anha explains, he said, no, we replied that, no, the Sahaba are waiting for you. Nabi Kareem said, da'uli ma'an fil mikhdab. Look, I want to take a little ghusl, some bath, so that maybe I'll feel a little bit better. I'll be able to go to the masjid to perform Salah. So they set a little tub for him. Nabi Kareem took a ghusl with the help of those who were there. And then, فَذَهَبَ لِيَنُوَا he tried to wake up for Uhmiya Ali. As Nabi Karim Sassum tried to stand up, he fell unconscious. After a while, he gained consciousness. As soon as he gained consciousness, the first thing on his Mubarak tongue, Nas, have the Sahaba performed their Salah, Isha Salah already. The reply is, Lahum yantazirunaka ya Rasulullah. No, they are waiting for your Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sassum again says, okay, let me quickly take a bath. Again they help him. Again for the second time he tries to wake up and falls unconscious. Again when he regains consciousness, the very first words on his Mubarak tongue, Asallan Nas, has the Salah been performed where? In the masjid to get to the house of Allah Ta'ala. And perform the Salah with Jama'ah. For the second time this happened, for the third time this happened, that after the third time, when for the fourth time Nabi Salaam regained consciousness, and he said, have the Salah been performed yet? Now so much of time had passed in between. And the Sahaba were waiting. Eventually after three tries, and still this, this didn't man- he didn't manage to get to the masjid. And each time because of falling unconscious. Finally the fourth time, Rasulullah said, that Muru Aba Bakrin fal yusalli bin Nas. Now command and instruct Abu Bakr Give him my message. He must go and perform the Salah for the Sahaba Ikram. After three attempts and having fallen unconscious each time, then Nabi Wasallam now finally performed his salah at home and, and gave the instruction Abu Bakr now to become the Imam and perform the salah for the Sahaba Ikram. And we fall asleep and we can't wake up for Fajr Salah. Man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani. At that time also is the same Hadith Sharif, the one who loves my sunnah, my sunnah, my way of life. The one who loves my way of life, man ahya sunnati faqad ahabbani. The one who brings alive my way of life, he brought alive Fajr Salah in his home. Then he brought alive the sunnah of Rasulullah He himself he came to the masjid, he brought alive the sunnah of the last attempt of Rasulullah to come to the house of Allah. Despite falling unconscious three times, only after three attempts in this manner, then finally he performed his salah at home. This too is the sunnah of Rasulullah And then there's the categories that the fuqaha have mentioned, what is farz, what is wajib, what is sunnah, what is mustahab, what is nafil, etc. That is a thing to understand what is the level of each aspect in deen. But in the broad concept of sunnah, as mentioned in the hadith sharif, as in this particular rewayat of Rasulullah this entire Mubarak way of life, to love it, to live it, to bring it alive, whether it is in terms of our salah, 
five times a day with jama'ah in the masjid, whether it is in terms of our attire and appearance, whether in how we eat and drink, whether in how we live our lives in general, whether in terms of our mu'amalat and dealings with people, and how we live our social lives and don't harm anybody in any way, and every facet of life, to bring alive the Mubarak way of Rasulullah sallallahu then this applies to the person, Man ahabba sunnati, faqad ahabbani. The one who loves my sunnah, my way of life, he has loved me. Man ahabbani kana ma'i fil jannah, the one who loves me will be with me in jannah. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala make us among those who love the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu who make an effort to bring alive his Mubarak sunnah. Allah ta'ala make us his true lovers and bring us together with him in jannah. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillah.